1: Across the deserts bear man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had
0: my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800 387 8025. That's 1 800 387 8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome to America's most widely syndicated radio travel show. I hope the winter weather that swept across the Northeast and New England has left you. Well, unharmed and safe, city fathers are asking people in big cities to stay at home so streets can be cleared. And as I come to you live at about 11.05 Eastern on Saturday morning, airports from New York to Boston are barely operating. Boston's Logan doesn't expect to be back in business until late today, and even then it'll be on a sharply reduced schedule. Some flights are coming in and out of LaGuardia and Kennedy, but don't expect anything near a full schedule. It'll probably take until Monday for some flyers to reach their destinations uh, if that storm affected uh, their flights. You know what to do. Keep checking your airline's website to learn the status of your flights this weekend and to learn what allowances the airline, your airline, might be making if your flight's been canceled. Meanwhile, here's what's coming up on Rudy Max's World this hour. In about three minutes, we're going to learn about the newest Uber hip hotel in Vegas. It's owned partly by Robert De Niro. Then we'll hear about a man and his wife who did what I think is a pretty insane thing. They crossed the Atlantic in a modified Jeep. True story. Honest. Then what happens if you have a medical emergency while you're in mid-flight? Well, the news is better than you might think. And this week, there were stories, or in the last 10 days, there were stories in the Los Angeles paper about a rash of burglaries of homes whose owners had put a vacation stop on their newspaper deliveries. An insurance expert joins me to describe the basic rules how to keep the bad guys from targeting your home when you hit the road. Plus, as always, I'll have a couple of good deals of the week. First, a quick look at some of this week's news and travel. On Wednesday... The National Transportation Safety Board's chair, Deborah Hersman, said the NTSB was probably weeks away from being able to tell the world what happened to cause those fires near the lithium batteries in several Boeing 787 Dreamliners. This is going to cost every airline that has any of those 50 now-operating Dreamliners uh, that are grounded, millions in lost revenue. It'll cost the airports as well, and it'll inconvenience a lot of people. United announced its 787s have been definitely taken out of the schedule until the end of the end of this month. Interestingly, so far, the bad news hasn't caused Boeing to lose any business. I keep noticing their stock price keeps going up. Airlines say they're not going to cancel orders unless it turns out the problem simply can't be fixed, but we're in week four now of the shutdown, and it sounds as if Boeing and its customers will be lucky to get that 787 back in the air by the end of the month. NTSB uh, 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 chair uh, Deborah Hurstman, by the way, is reportedly in line to become the next transportation secretary. Well, Time, Inc. has made the news recently with a rash of buyouts and layoffs, but apparently... When it comes to Times Sports Illustrated's annual swimsuit issue, that budget goes right out the window. Talk about travel. This time around, the magazine took its models, photographers, makeup artists, and who knows who else, to each of the seven continents for their swimsuit issue, whose cover will be revealed on Monday. Actually, I saw it online today. It's Kate Upton, I think. Uh, I saw it online on Saturday morning. Listen to this. Models were shot in Antarctica. I know, Antarctica. Namibia, China, Australia, and Easter Island. Island of other places, of course, in Europe, North America as well. And if that issue isn't enough to keep you satisfied, Travel Channel is going to be doing a special show on the Around the World shoot that will air on February 17th, Uh, the issue of the magazines due on newsstands on Tuesday. The project took seven months to compete, and the Swimsuit Issues editor says Sports Illustrated is the first magazine to do a fashion shoot in Antarctica. And I'm not about to quibble with that. By the way, last year's cover girl was Kate Upton as well. And if you want to win a trivia bet in a bar... You can do this. Her great-grandfather was co-founder of the Whirlpool Corporation. And our Atlanta's Hartsfield Airport uh, held the title as the world's busiest airport this year. About 95.5 million passengers moved through Atlanta's International Airport last year, even more than the record set the previous year. A new hotel opened in Vegas this week. The principals behind it are actor Robert De Niro, not-so-famous Hollywood producer, film producer Meyer Tepper, and chef Nobu Matsuhisa, after whom the hotel is named. It's called Nobu, and it's part of the Caesars Entertainment Empire. It adjoins Caesars Palace. Famed hotel designer David Rockwell did its 120 120-run rooms that are apparently inspired by Japanese design, and that's exactly where we find travel journalist Larry Olmsted, who writes for Forbes.com, a column called The Good Life. So, Larry, uh, is everyone sleeping on uh, tatami mats there?
3: Uh, no, that's, uh, it's a normal bed, and it's a pretty comfortable bed, I have to say.
2: Okay, and is this a freestanding building sort of in the shadow of the big Caesars Palace complex?
3: It's one of the towers. There's six towers at Caesars. This one used to be called the Centurion Tower. Oh yeah. Um so if you or uh, your listeners are familiar with Caesars, the entrance to the tower is right near Cleopatra's Bar, a sort of uh, landmark <laughs> bar in the middle of the of the resort.
2: So the exterior of the of the tower is not distinctive and separate from the Caesars look, the Roman look.
3: Right, it's just one of the six white kind of square apartment-like buildings rising up uh, behind the facade.
2: So what is, obviously, the inside is distinctive. What is distinctive about Nobu, the hotel?
3: Well, I mean, uh, it's obviously, it's Asian-themed, and they did a really nice job on the rooms. They're sort of a a mix of of contemporary and classic with a lot of artwork and uh, um, a lot of function that would suit the modern traveler lots of uh, outlets and hookups for your iPod and all that kind of thing as well as really really nice bathrooms i mean increasingly uh, the ho- hotel industry especially at the high end is is focused on the bathroom and these have huge you know walk in shower with black japanese tiles and a little stool and multiple shower heads and all all that kind of good stuff, but to me, the most impressive thing about it is they they've truly succeeded in in creating a little bit of an oasis as soon as you step into the little hotel private lobby in the middle of one of the largest, most bustling hotels in the world. You feel as if you've retreated
2: ah okay i I just went to uh nobu caesars palace dot com and i I see the picture. It's sort of a low bed with just a small headboard and sort of low wood furniture, that kind of thing with artwork yep. that's Japanese artwork, I guess.
3: Exactly, low wood and um, leather furniture. The the rug is patterned, uh, almost like the rake sand in a Zen garden. So there's uh, a lot of attention yes. to detail, but uh, but it's well done.
2: Is there and a Nobu? A, ho- I'm sorry, didn't interrupt. Go ahead, Larry.
3: Well, they have a feature I've never seen before at any hotel, where uh, you use your room key to access the elevator, and there's hmm. no buttons whatsoever. It'll only take you to your your floor.
2: Oh, I've never seen that either. I presume there's a Nobu restaurant around.
3: There is in the lobby, and it's, um, it's open three meals a day, which is, is unusual for Nobu. I mean, they're doing breakfast here, and they have created some, some signature dishes, especially for the room service menu that are only served here, but otherwise it's got the menu that Nobu fans, including myself, uh, are familiar with, with the rock shrimp, tempura, and black cod miso and all those mm-hmm. good specialties.
2: We just got a few seconds uh, left, Larry. Um, I know Vegas hotel prices swing wildly depending on whether there's a convention in town, but uh, presuming you get it at a low rate, do you have any idea what it costs for a night?
3: I think you could get it in the threes when the regular rooms are in the the high ones. It's definitely uh, one of Caesar's premium products. Ah,
2: that that yeah, that's pretty high. I I, I was going to guess it would be you know hundred and eighty, hundred and ninety. I mean, even Aria is usually on like one hundred and twenty nine or something when when there's not a big convention in town.
3: Yeah, it's priced against it's priced uh, with their Octavius Tower, which are these are two are considered the most luxurious lodgings on the property. The Octavius Tower, I
2: love that. You can read Larry Olmstead's writing at Forbes.com. He covers not just the travel industry, but also such uh, pleasurable things as golf and dining, etc. And we found him today in his room at the Nobu Hotel in Las Vegas, and uh, can't wait to see it. Larry, thanks for stopping by. Thank you. When we come back in just a moment, here in Rudy Max's world, we're going to talk about, well, let me surprise you. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
0: Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. When you're running
4: a facility, safety is key. That's why Granger offers over 70,000 diverse safety products. And that number's growing. Everything from personal protection gear and safety signs to online safety training tools. All to help you reduce injuries and downtime. And keep up with regulations. You might say safety's our middle name. Yep, Granger, safety, uh, Granger. Uh, you get the idea. Cut back on costs and worries. Call clickgranger.com or stop by a branch today. Granger. For the ones who get it done
1: if you have gout listen closely That's the sound of gout silently attacking joints between flares you won't hear it and you may not feel it but if your uric acid level remains high crystals can continue to build up in your joints over time this may lead to attacks in other joints constant pain and joint destruction so don't wait For more information, go to goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level.
5: Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Amberin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563.
0: The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome back to the show. It is about 18 minutes after the hour, wherever you are in these USA. If you're listening to us, uh, Armed Forces Network has just picked up our shows for around the world. Uh, It's probably 18 after the hour, but there's some places where it might be a little different, so forgive me. Um, And if you're listening on XM Radio, well... Glad you are. Nice to have you with us. James Nestor has a new book out. He's the author of a book with, when I, when I read about it, I just had to have uh, James on the show. Just had to have him on the show. It's called Half-Life, subtitled A Story of Love, Obsession, and History's Most Insane Around the World Adventure. James, I've teased this a little at the top of the hour. First of all, welcome to the show.
6: Thank you. Nice
2: and I did tease this a bit, at the, a bit at the top of the hour. Listeners might not have uh, heard me, so I'm not going to steal the thunder. Tell us who the, this couple was and one of the, the strangest things that I think is the crux of your book that they did.
6: Well, uh, the couple was from Australia. The man in the couple was Ben Carlin. He was a latrine engineer for the Indian Army in the 40s, and he had this insane idea about getting a small Jeep, an amphibious Jeep from 1942, and literally driving it around the world, across oceans, across continents, you name it. And that was his mission, starting out in 1950. And he happened to find a woman by the name of Eleanor who was crazy enough to go along with him. That,
2: I, I don't think I can find a woman... To, well, I don't want to say anything, but to find a woman to go across the Atlantic in a Jeep with you is... I, I mean... She deserves a Valentine's Day present. Let's put it that way. Now, this happened to Yeah, in New- this,
6: yeah this-, this thing was like, uh, it, it, you know, a lot of people, Jeeps get construed in possibly different ways. There's a lot of big Jeeps out now. This was like the small version of a Jeep. It's, the inside was about as big as a VW bug. And, you know, this is where they spent years and years and years together, uh, literally living within inches of one another, driving in this thing. So pretty
2: crazy stuff. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is, as you say, it's a small Jeep. I mean, the waves can get pretty big out in the middle, well, anywhere in the ocean, not just in the middle, but near land as well. I mean, w- w- couldn't this thing have just been swamped in a heartbeat and that would be the end of Mr. and Mrs. Nestor?
6: Well, <laughs> well Mr. and Mrs. Carlin. Uh, excuse yeah, excuse um, me, excuse me. I'm
2: sorry, Mr. and <laughs> Mrs. Carlin. I'm sorry.
6: <laughs> yeah, unless you know some secret plans I happen to have about driving
2: a Jeep. Your wife has an control. idea. Um, I I'm forgot gonna... to tell you about that, yeah.
6: Well, yeah, you know, the waves, even on a calm day, are pretty big. But when you get caught in a hurricane, one of the largest hurricanes in the last 10 years, which is what they got caught in, then the waves can reach, yes, it's true, then the waves can reach about 50 to 60 feet. And that's that's exactly what happened to them. Constantly, as they were cruising along, the water was about a foot from the window of the Jeep. Oh, my. That's how far it came up. And the only reason they managed to survive in that hurricane is because the Jeep acted kind of like a cork. It went along with the punches. So as it was thrown into the air up above waves and back down,
2: well, up so in o- and back down. So it was obviously very well, I mean, it was self-enclosed, obviously, and very well yep. sealed against leaks, obviously.
6: Yeah. <laughs> well, relatively. Uh, the thing was constantly leaking. It was spewing gas. Um, there were electrical outages all the time. Sewage was sloshing around in there many days. I mean, it just sounded like the most miserable thing of like I can possibly imagine. What's amazing about this whole thing is that they didn't die the first day that they took off. Uh, yeah, you know, it's a series of close encounters. So, how,
2: how, very how, lucky. How long did it take them to cross the Atlantic in this jeep?
6: It took them, uh, well, they stopped by the Azores, which is sort of uh, off the coast of Portugal or or Africa, uh, uh, about 2,000 miles off the coast in the Atlantic. So total time was about four months, but to cross from Halifax up in Nova Scotia to the Azores was about 45 days.
2: How could they they in that smallest space carry enough water, provisions, fuel...
6: They, they were dragging this, this huge, uh, I don't know what you would call it, sort of floating wrap behind them that contained about 600 gallons of fuel and some of their water. The problem was that they lost that thing about halfway through the trip to the Azores, and so things got very, very sketchy very quick if they weren't already sketchy enough. <laughs> right. um, so, uh, you, you know, this whole thing, it's 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 funny. that all these questions you're asking are exactly the same questions people were asking in nineteen fifty basically nobody believed them. they just didn't believe that it could be possible and they didn't believe they did it uh, which is one of the reasons that uh... you know the story went away in obscurity
2: well le- i'm gonna ask you about what half-life means in your title in just a moment but first let me just still sure. try to imagine this was any was there Was there any assistance anywhere? Did they have a radio they could communicate with anybody if they needed to be rescued? Was there a ship following their path? Did they have someone swimming alongside them? I mean, were they out there on their own?
6: No ships, no swimmers. They had a radio. It was in a constant state of disarray. The antenna broke after a few weeks. Oh, my goodness. So they were mostly just just floating along. You know, this is obviously the uh, pre-GPS times. Of course. uh, Ben would have to navigate through celestial navigation and many days, uh, for even weeks at a time, he, he couldn't get a reading of what was going on. So they were just sort of driving blind for for weeks and weeks at a time. And somehow they made it across the Atlantic.
2: If you just tuned in and wonder what the heck we're talking about, I'm I'm talking with author James Nestor, who has a new book out called, called Half Life. It's a story of Half love safe. of this I'm sorry? Half safe. Half safe. half safe how did I oh my goodness i'm sorry, I typed it into the That's program right. incorrectly half safe let 's get the name of the book right, Rudy half safe all right, now I understand the title half safe it's, and it's subtitled a Story of love Obsession and History's most insane around the world adventure, and that adventure was converting a little Jeep and going in nineteen fifty from North America to Europe across the Atlantic. A husband and wife in about the space of a Volkswagen bug so you're correct you're hearing something's very very weird um. Okay, Jane, So I understand what half safe means now. So what happened? I mean, when they land, where did they land in Europe? Was it where they planned to land? Were they, um, were they greeted with you know flags and cannons and fireworks?
6: <laughs> well, they made it to what was then the Spanish Sahara, which is now uh, Morocco.
2: Morocco, right? So
6: they actually made it across the Atlantic. Um, nobody really cared because this is post World War II. <laughs> There's no one around.
2: CNN was there. They
6: drove up yeah, they they drove to Tunisia, they crossed the Strait of Gibraltar, went through Europe. Uh, they expected to be regaled as these new adventure heroes, right, along with Bird or Shackleton or whoever. Um, but nobody cared because nobody really believed them. When they finally made it to England, expecting to be superstars, uh, you know, they ended up in in a uh, in a dorm room. Uh, with with no money and no other options. And what happens after that is they decide to give it up, but Ben just can't give it up. And two years later, they start up the Jeep again and try to make it around the world. How'd that go? <laughs> oh, you have to read the book.
2: Okay, oh, Mike. Uh,
6: no, no, I'm joking. It, it was the same, same amount of misery, but even more misery because oh. Eleanor took off. So this yeah. guy oh. started doing it alone, and he went crazy.
2: You know, some women, some women just won't stand by their men. You know what I mean?
6: Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> if you believe that? So
2: flaky. <laughs> Unbelievable. Now, what was your source material? Did, did they keep a, a log? That uh, how did you know? Well, what's your source material for the book? Are they still a alive? Had, Either of them still alive?
6: Had, well, well, uh, no, no. They they have both passed on. But a friend of mentioned the story to me about ten years ago. And he found this book of this guy's notes, basically his ship logs, that his grammar school had put out. Because when this guy died, when Ben Carlin died, he bequeathed everything to his grammar school. So all the notes and everything are in his grammar school in Perth. Um, so uh, I had heard about it. I'd wondered about it. I didn't know if it was really true. I went to Perth. Was the first person to look through this guy's archives, and everything was meticulously filed uh we found incredible photos, we found films, and no one else had seen this stuff at all. And so it was quite a uh quite something to, to come upon, you know, after being interested in the story for so long. And all I can say is it's a hundred percent true. All of this stuff happened. There is written uh documents, photographs, I mean you name it. So I it's know. unbelievable but it's totally true and that's what the story is
2: about. This has to be the most unbelievable story I have heard in three years of doing this travel show. James Nestor, let me recommend this book again and get the title right. It is called Half Safe. And who's it published by, James?
6: It's published by The Atavist. It is available on Amazon Kindles and um, through The Atavist app. So you okay. can just go on Amazon, type it in, and 199
2: Oh, my goodness, for a lot of action. Yeah. James, thanks for joining us. Half Safe is the book. Half Safe is the book. The story's incredible. We'll be right back. Call now to talk
0: to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com.
4: When you're running a facility, safety is key. That's why Granger offers over 70,000 diverse safety products. And that number's growing. Everything from personal protection gear and safety signs to online safety training tools. All to help you reduce injuries and downtime and keep up with regulations. You might say safety's our middle name. Yep, Granger, safety, uh, Granger. Eh, you get the idea. Cut back on costs and worries. Call, clickgranger.com, or stop by a branch today granger for the ones who get it done
2: i'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at travel guard it's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably she let it go thinking it would get better but when she noticed it getting inflamed and red her mind went to her worst fear For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance.
0: participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to rudymaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa.
2: Welcome back to the show. It is, uh, what time is it? It's about uh, 33 after the hour. Mark Tobias has uh, been on the show uh, several times. Nice to have him back. He writes for Forbes.com, and he called me the other day, or he emailed me the other day, and... The subject is, what happens if you have a medical emergency while flying? And I remember a long time ago, about 20 years ago, when I started doing consumer travel commentary for public radio, um, there was a move afoot to put defibrillators on airplanes. So if someone had a heart attack, at least uh, you could use a defibrillator to try to resuscitate them. So it's a subject I've been interested in a long t- for in a long time and hadn't looked at lately, so I asked Mark to join us. Mark, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here. Hey,
3: Good to be with
7: you again, Rudy.
2: All right, so I was surprised when you outlined for, for our audience, my audience, uh, sort of the state-of-the-art, what's going on, because I was pleasantly surprised by what I learned from you.
7: Well, first of all, the aircraft industry has come a long way, or at least most of most of them have. There some federal requirements, uh, among which AEDs are on all the aircraft in the United States now and essentially everywhere.
2: Those are defibril- uh, defibrillators.
7: Right. Yeah. But it goes way further than that. I uh, actually had a chance to review the internal procedures for flight attendants and crew on uh, Delta and was actually quite surprised and uh, wrote an article about it and did an uh, interview with the head of our uh, Sanford Cardiac uh, Cardiovascular Institute here in Sioux Falls to get his take uh, because I, I assumed that the most serious event on an aircraft obviously would be a heart attack. So I talked to Dr. Tom Stish and uh, wanted to see what he thought of the procedures and all the equipment on board. Uh, and he was actually quite surprised as uh, if, if watching the video. Uh, as he said, he, they've got everything on board, essentially, that I've got in my emergency room.
2: Really? Okay, so you got the defibrillator. What, what, I mean...
7: Well, and- there's glucose monitors, blood pressure monitors. Um, there's really a lot of neat stuff and and the flight crews are trained quite well and they have to be recertified every year Uh, you know I've I've been a critic of Delta over the years because I fly so much with them but (laughs) I gotta say they and uh, other airlines uh, have really done a good job although there are some issues as I pointed out in my article.
2: All right, let's get to the issues in just a moment. But I, what I do want to say is, you know, we so often as frequent flyers here, you know, flight, we see flight attendants bringing us peanuts and drinks and sort of, and then doing, of course, the safety lecture. But we're often reminded they're here for our safety. And, you know, we sort of go, yeah, yeah, they're here for our safety to help us down the slides. But this is a whole different level of the game. So what are the drawbacks? I mean, do you have to have a doctor? Does having a doctor on board, you know, by chance as a passenger help?
7: Yeah, of course. And, and the other component of this, uh, I just did an interview in Pittsburgh uh, last week at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, which is the leading emergency response center in the country. It's, they have a program for emergency, med- emergency medical technicians. So I went and visited their command center, and I'm going to be doing a follow-up article. They talk to the uh, pilots, and they deal with a number of aircraft, as does the other major company in the industry, Medair,
2: while uh, the planes Phoenix. are in the air, while the planes are in the yeah, air, while yeah.
7: While the pl- as a matter of fact, I shot some video uh, in their com center with uh, their lead uh, cardiologist speaking with a pilot who had a passenger on the floor, uh, so they were trying to talk him through what to do. And the wow. ultimate, the ultimate is whether the aircraft should divert or not if it's a life threatening emergency. And I got to say, when I talked to Delta Corporate. Uh, they actually told me that cost is not a factor. If, if UPMC or Medair, whoever, tells them they need to divert to save a passenger's life, they said we'll do it.
2: Now we got a minute and a half left. What are, what are some things that still need to be tweaked to make it even better?
7: Uh, there's no way for a doctor in the cabin or a flight attendant to talk directly to the ground. We can talk to the moon, but we can't hook up the intercom system to the radio
2: system. So the, uh, the ground just talks to the pilot?
7: Yeah, it's amazing. So it has to be routed through the pilot, and a doctor can't enter the flight deck because of security uh, concerns. The other thing is there's no uh, real-time telemetry from our aircraft right now. There is in Europe, but there isn't from our aircraft in the United States, even though they all have Wi-Fi. So they can't send real-time data down to the doctors on the ground that are helping them.
2: Showing the patient's heart rate, yeah. I mean, blood the FDA
7: just—believe it or not—the FDA just approved iPhones and a piece of software for a real-time cardiac monitor, just like an EKG. Right. Well, if they can do that, they can feed it to the ground. But we're way behind on this.
2: Mm. And do they, does the industry know this?
7: Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, no, no. There are five carriers in Europe are doing it already.
2: And why are we dragging our feet? Because of rules or expense?
7: Uh, it probably rules. It's America. Yeah, <laughs> there's a bureaucracy. Yeah. I mean, right. welcome okay. to bureaucracy.
2: Well, Mark, you can read Mark's writings at Forbes.com, and the name of your column is.
7: It's just uh, this, this my blog, Mark Weber Tobias. It's the Travel Geek.
2: The Travel Geek. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> this is. I'm sort of heartened by this. We only have 20 seconds left, but don't you feel a little better, Mark, than before you yeah, started Yeah, no, no, no.
7: I, I was really, really surprised because at the end of the day, the flight attendants are there for safety first and to save your life food is food and everything else is secondary
2: well I feel a lot better flying, that's uh, good news and I hope we catch up with Europe and get some uh, way that uh, a doctor or even a flight attendant right with the patient so to speak, uh, could communicate with the ground in real time rather than having it relayed back from a locked uh, cockpit Mark Weber, Tobias is his name, you can read him at Forbes.com, the travel geek, Mark, we'll talk to you soon again I hope
7: hey, hope you get caught in the snow Rudy
2: no, no, please, please, I don't want to do that just a moment, we're going to come back and talk about these LA homes that were burglarized when people put a vacation stop on their newspaper subscriptions.
0: Rudy Maxa's world is coming right back, so get on the phone now at 800 387 8025. That's 1 800 387 8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com.
4: At Granger, we understand running a facility means wearing a lot of hats. One minute you're replacing a condenser fan motor, the next you're swapping out fluorescent bulbs. That's why we offer over 900,000 products in 31 product categories, many ready right when you need them, from HVAC equipment to safety supplies, whatever you need, even if it's a new hat. Yeah, we've got those too. To help keep your business running efficiently, call, click Granger.com, or stop by a branch today. Stranger, for the ones who get it done.
1: If you have gout, and think a few attacks a year are all you have to worry about. Think again. Fact is, gout can attack silently, even between flares. You may not feel it, but gout's root cause, high uric acid, can allow crystals to continuously form and build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. Get more information at goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower healthy level.
5: Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because amberin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. amberin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563.
2: I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story, and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com stories stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. Do you or someone you know have an overseas trip coming up? Perhaps a college student preparing to study abroad, or someone planning a honeymoon or trip of a lifetime. Why not get a feel for the place by ordering one of my DVDs? From Paris to Hong Kong, Tokyo to Tuscany, I've made more than 80 shows on the world's great destinations. Knowing a bit about the history, culture, people, and cuisine of a city or region beforehand can en- rich any trip just click on store at www.maxa.tv to sample my dvds that's maxa.tv and check out the new blu-rays as well
0: got a question or comment need advice jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at rudymaxa.com Now back to Rudy Max's World.
2: We got a report at the top of the hour from Larry Olmstead talking to us from the new Nobu Hotel in the Caesars Palace complex in Vegas. Uh, I wanted to mention there are three more. It's the first Nobu Hotel, of course, named after the chef. Uh, There are three more Nobu Hotels on the drawing board, one for London, one for Bahrain, and one for Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. Hmm, How about that? Well, people in Los Angeles, oh, about 10, 11 days ago, woke up to a strange story in the Los Angeles Times about... About 25, the story related that about 25 people who had stopped their delivery of the L.A. Times because they were going on vacation had their homes burglarized. The culprit or the leak of whose homes were empty was apparently a, an office repair guy who was in the L.A. Times and managed to steal the list or find the addresses of people who had put on, put stops on their home delivery. Um... John Cook uh, joins us from now now and again. He usually talks to us about travel insurance because he runs the website quote right that's with a W quote right dot com. It's a uh, website that offers a comparison of travel insurance offerings from different companies. You can pick and choose and see what uh, works for you. Um, but he also has some thoughts on how you might avoid something like this, how you might burglar proof your home if you're going on the road. John, welcome back to the show.
8: Uh, Rudy, thanks for having me back.
2: I don't think I've ever heard of a story like this where where somehow crooks got, their, got the names of people who had done vacation stops and then broke into the houses?
8: It's the first on, I've ever heard of it. Uh, I'm sure that it's probably happened before, but it's probably never made the news like the L.A. Times did.
2: Right. So, so are we to draw a lesson from this that we shouldn't call and stop our newspapers, or is this just such an out-of-the-box weird thing that it, it's not a real major consideration?
8: Well, it, I think that it's a, it's a weird thing. I think that it's an aberration that happened. The LA Times' reputation is impeccable, and I'm sure that they're going to do everything they can do to secure their uh, their uh, list from this point forward. This was just something from what I read where there was an office repair person who was not an employee of the LA Times who happened to be in right. the distribution center. And who took the list, who found the list that was open mm-hmm. from the, the vacation hold schedule. Uh, but there are ways that you can protect yourself. You know, if if you're paranoid like I am sometimes when, when I travel, uh, I will not put a hold on my newspapers. But what I will do is that I will contact either one of my relatives to monitor my house or one of my neighbors, one of my trusted neighbors. And I'll ask them to pick up my mail and my newspapers.
2: Okay.
5: So All that
8: right. it gives the appearance that somebody is there.
2: Yes, exactly. All right. And what else do you do?
8: I'll also put a couple of lights on uh, timers. You can get very inexpensive timers from Home Depot. That can be timed to go on and off at specific times of the day. And what I'll do is that I'll time it so that it'll go on at a little bit after dark and we'll stay on for a couple hours giving the appearance that somebody is in the house
2: and then maybe put another one in another room to go off at a different time so it looks like somebody's walking around moving around
8: yes and i'll also put a timer on a radio oh. so so that the radio plays so that if anybody comes to the door they can hear somebody inside
2: uh huh right okay okay you can put it, i guess you could put a timer on a radio turns it on and off right
8: yeah, you just leave that. it turn. You leave it turned on, ah, and he- the uh, the timer will turn it on at a specific time, whatever time you set it for, and it'll turn it off at a specific time.
2: And leave it to an insurance guy to know these tricks. Anything else in your little bag of tricks?
8: Well, something else too is that if you, the outward appearance of your house is important too. If you live in the snow belt like I do and you're going to vacation in the wintertime, you want to make certain that you have arrangements for your driveway to be plowed and your sidewalks to be cleared.
2: Right, right. Okay. Because
8: nothing says that, that the house is empty like snow in the driveway.
2: Sure, sure. All right, well, I think most people know some of those basics, but I like the radio idea and I like the varying lights idea, but I certainly, certainly had never heard of anything like this newspaper thing. Well, John, I know this isn't your normal beat, but I mean... You're really about travel insurance, but we appreciate your weighing in on this.
8: Yeah, it's, you know, I I also like to tell people to buy travel insurance for their trip, but you have to protect your, your property even while you're gone. So that's why I always go to a trusted neighbor or to a family relative so that they'll come and they'll monitor the house and check it out at different times of the day.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Okay, thank you, John. You're welcome, Rudy. John Cook uh, uh, curates the website, quote right, that's W R I G H T, uh, dot com. It's a great place to go look and, and compare prices and offerings on travel and other kinds of insurance involving travel. We'll be right back in just a minute. We've got a listener's call and a couple deals of the week for you. Don't go away. To participate in the program
0: and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Max's World.
2: 52 minutes after the hour, you know, flight attendants are famously paid very modest salaries, but you wouldn't know it uh, from the number of folks lining up for jobs. Last month, U.S. Airways had 16,500 people apply for 450 flight attendant jobs. This week, Delta said it received even more, 44,000 applications, 44,000 for 400 flight attendants jobs. Bad salary, but you do get some flight benefits, but terrible pay. Well, here's the flip side to that story. This week, an American flight attendant with 54 years of service to her credit retired. Her name is Carol DeSalvo. She's 75 years old. She was 20 when she joined American. That was two years before the current American Airlines CEO, Tom Horton, was born. Back when she joined the airline, flight attendants couldn't be married. They couldn't work past age 32, and they couldn't fly if they had children. Her last flight from, uh, Her last flight of her long career was from Chicago to Shanghai and back to her home in Chicago. Among the celebrities she met while flying, Neil Diamond was a favorite. She saw him and began singing Sweet Caroline. He gestured to her to stop, smiled, and then he serenaded her with that song. Congratulations, Carol DeSalvo. 75 years old, 54 years of service with American Airlines. All righty then. Uh, we got a call on Mark is on the line calling from Lake City, Minnesota, a beautiful little town on Lake Pepin in, uh, in southern Minnesota. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on, Mark. What's your question?
9: Oh, thanks, Rudy. Say, first of all, I, I enjoy your show. I, I really uh, enjoy the DVDs, and it's, uh, it's fun to, uh, to watch them. But Thank my you. question is this. I, I've been noticing in the papers and on the media that American Airlines is, I think it might be rumored to be merging with U.S. Airways. But it's I think they'll involved. announce it
2: this week. They're going to announce it this week, I believe.
9: Oh, great. Well, is that going to, um, it seems to me that in the past I've been able to find cheap flights uh... if i really dig and now it just seems like those cheap flights are no longer available and with these types of mergers in your opinion are you going to see less and less cheaper flights and more and more kind of more expensive flights
2: i think generally what you say is true i mean there were ten major airlines a few years ago There are now going to be four major airlines uh... leaving aside the low-cost airlines like um, southwest and jet blue and virgin america um, very few of which, by the way, serve your hometown where Delta has a huge hub in Minneapolis, St. Paul, or your home state, I should say. Um, it's just going to be American slash U.S. Airways, United, Delta, and I'm missing somebody. Who am I missing here? Delta, United, American. Um, I'm missing somebody. I'm just blocking out. Of it. But anyway, there are going to be four of them. Um, and 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 generally, you're right. Consolidation does lead to higher fares. In this case, it might not be so bad because American and U.S. Airways don't have so many overlapping routes, so it's not as if somebody's going to lose a competitor in, or the the two competitors in that in that city. This one will be less painful uh, than others. But again, you know, to your point, you live in Minnesota, and Delta really monopolizes Minnesota. Southwest has got a toehold there. You have a local airline, Sun Country. I live here, so I know that. Um, but no, your your instinct is correct. This one though shouldn't affect quite as much. It shouldn't affect the country quite as much. I hope that's good news for you.
9: Yeah. Well, good. That's that's kind of what I wanted to know. Thank you.
2: All right. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Got a couple of deals of the week real fast for you. Um, a couple, of, a couple of hotel. Oh, the Chikaching. Yes. Where is the kaching? Here it comes. No, he doesn't have it. Oh, you don't have it. Jeff doesn't have it. Okay, that's all right. Um, there it is. Uh, Sofitel's got a deal, and we talked about this last week. If you pay for a couple nights with some hotels, they'll give you a third free. Well, Sofitel just announced: pay for two nights and enjoy three. And the rooms, the rooms are the room rates aren't bad. From uh, here in Minneapolis, where I live in Saint Paul, right nearby, it's hundred dollars a night at the Sofitel. Uh, Miami, hundred and ten dollars. I mean, Sofitel's are nice hotels. Chicago at the uh, Sofitel Chicago Water Tower, one thirteen a night. Philly, one sixteen. Beverly Hills, one eighty. D.C., one sixty. New York, one ninety-seven. Um, not bad, not bad. I have stayed at the Sofitel in Buenos Aires, which is a beautiful hotel. Two thirty a night. I'm sure taxes are, are not too. but anyway, when you uh, stay three nights, you're going to get one night for free. So that really brings the cost down. Go check it out at uh, Sofitel.com. And Radisson's got an overall deal with participating hotels. You're going to have to find out whether the hotel you want to stay in is a participating uh, hotel or not. You can enjoy a 30% discount if you book select hotels by February 12th. So you got just a couple of days to do it. You'll have to do it this week. These will include Radisson's, Country Inns, and Park Inns. So you'd go to Radisson.com or CountryIns.com or ParkInn.com. And if you happen to be a member of their frequent guest program, um, you will get triple points any time you stay, uh, even beyond this sale, through March 15th. So... There you go, and I did mention the uh, I did mention the last hour. I want to uh, want to mention again. American is beginning service to Seoul, Korea. Uh, prices start at one thousand two hundred and sixty-eight dollars round trip. You can begin travel May 9th through August fifteenth at this rate. Not bad. You got to purchase your tickets by Thursday, February twenty-first. I believe they're flying out of L.A. I don't have that in my notes. That's a big mistake. Maybe it's out of Dallas. I don't know. I will check it out and uh, let you know uh, next week. Meanwhile, what did we learn today? I think we learned a lot. We learned that some guy can sneak into the L.A. Times and get the list of people who have asked for vacation stops on their papers, and, and uh, a few days later, 25 homes have been burglarized. We learned that if you have a heart attack on a plane, you have a much better chance of surviving than I would have thought, that all planes have defibrillators and now uh, sophisticated, fairly sophisticated communications with doctors on the ground. And uh, we learned that some guy, some crazy guy in 1950, went across the Atlantic Ocean and then tried to go around the world in a modified little jeep with his wife, about the size of a Volkswagen Bug. They actually did make it from North America uh, to the Moroccan coast. Unbelievable! I've got to get that book. I've got to get that book. Um, that just, or, and apparently it's only a dollar ninety-two ninety-nine. He said online. The book again is called. Um, I got it wrong. I'm to make sure. Half safe and the author is James Nestor. Coming to the end of the show, I want to thank Jeff Ryder, my engineer. Anna Schofield is my executive producer. I appreciate the hard work that both of them do all the time to help bring the show to you. Travel safely. See you next weekend.
0: You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.